All right, everybody. Welcome to BO Boys for Monday, July 24th. Fuck it. It is a raw feed. We are doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. Clayton, happy Barbenheimer opening weekend. It happened. It's here. It's real. And it is more spectacular than we ever could have imagined. Oh, yeah. Amazing weekend. So before we get into the plow for this historic Barbenheimer opening weekend, just want to remind all of our wannabe old boys, wannabe old girls, wannabe old people. People. Give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You guys have been so great about dropping the five-star reviews, and it's helped a lot getting more listeners to this very, very important podcast, that this must-listen podcast that's helping mm-hmm. America. So five-star reviews, Apple Podcasts. If you haven't done it already, do it right now. But Clayton, I think it is time for a Barbenheimer plow for the weekend of Friday, July 21st, 2023. Oh, yes. Number one, Barbie with $155 million in its first weekend, followed by number two, Oppenheimer made $80.5 million in its opening frame. Number three, Sound of Freedom made $20.1 million down 26 theaters. It added 20 theaters. Total gross, 124.7 in its third weekend. Number four, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1 made $19.5 million down 64%. It lost only six theaters. It is at one. $118.7 million in its second frame. And number five, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny made $6.7 million, down 45%, lost 980 theaters. It's at $159 million in its fourth frame. Pat, that is the top five. All right, so we are going to just state this up top. Today is Barbenheimer and Barbenheimer only. We're only talking Barbie and Oppenheimer We'll get to what happened down the list, possibly in our weekend preview episode. We'll touch on some of the other big stories. But Clayton, this was a historic weekend. It is yes. the one of the biggest box office weekends of all time. Mm-hmm. Not just of the year, although Barbie was the highest, uh, the biggest domestic opening weekend of the year. It beat the Super Mario Brothers. This is one of the biggest weekends ever. It's up there with the Endgame weekend, the Infinity War weekend. I think it's what fourth all time in weekends. Uh, th- this is the the Barbie Oppenheimer combo is something that box office analysts are going to be talking about for the rest of our lives. We mm-hmm. lived through it, so yes, we're going to talk a lot about this. Though I do want to set up that later in this episode. We are going to divvy up the millions. So combined, Barbie and Oppenheimer made $235 million domestic. We are going to divvy that up amongst the parties that deserve credit for it. So if you are a new listener, which there's a lot of you, this will be your first time of a B.O. Boys exclusive segment, divvying up the millions. But right off the bat, Clayton, what, what were you feeling this weekend? You were in New York. I was in California, you know, uh, boots on the ground in San Diego Comic-Con. But here in New York, what was it like here? What was Barbenheimer like in New York? How how did you live through this? I mean, you know, it's very rare nowadays where movie going is the center of everyone's universe. Yes. But this weekend, 
everybody was talking about Barbenheimer. Mm-hmm. Everyone I talked to, what do you uh, what are you doing this weekend? I would ask. Any any big plans? Going to see Barbie, or going to see Oppenheimer, or I'm going to see both. Wow. And, and it really is. That was the that was the talk on the streets. There was a sense of elation. There was a little bit of disappointment for some people because okay. of the sold out nature of all these shows. I mean, I think people expected to be able to just walk into a movie theater and get a ticket like they normally do. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the case. Sold out, sold out around the city. I mean, I walked by the Williamsburg Nighthawk. Now, listen, it's a small theater, so it, uh, but. Mom and pop shop, mom and pop shop, Barbie sold out on the marquee. Wow. Oppenheimer sold out on the marquee. And that's, and that's not just there. That's everywhere. Now I guess Greta Gerwig showed up at the Alamo draft house for a showing this weekend. And I'll tell you what, I mean, I, this is, I got to see her live talking about little women when that came out. So I wasn't as upset that I missed her, but I mean, if I was sitting in that theater and Greta Gehrig shows up and I would have freaked out, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm what, fainting. what a happening. I'm fainting. Yeah. It was a legit yeah. happening is it's, what that's I can a say. Happening. Yes. The whole is, thing, Barbenheimer, the excitement, it's a happening, man. It's a happening. It's a scene, man. And it's when you see a movie theater put up the words sold out. Mm-hmm. Barbie sold out. There is no greater advertisement for anything than people knowing that it is sold out. Yeah. You know, that that is only going to make these movies even more popular throughout the week and next weekend. The fact that people went there desperate to see Barbenheimer and they were confronted with signs that said sold out. Nothing will make you like something more than not being able to have it. Yeah. And that's what and happened fi- to Barbenheimer. The thing with Barbie's 155. Now, there were crazy. This could make, I mean, I said 172. Where did you yeah, go? I, I, I end up at 180, but 155 is absurd. This movie making 155 was uh, uh, unbelievable. When a month ago, the, the tracking was, hey, if this does 60, this will be great. You know, this, yeah. this blue, the tracking on this blew up in the last month and 155 opening is so far ahead of a what anyone thought it would be a month ago six months ago and b what it needed to be to be considered successful oh and this demand is higher than that amount of money that's the thing is that this thing is going to hold spectacularly because it didn't have imaxes because oppenheimer had that but it did have dolby's and mm-hmm. I think, you know, this is a movie that people are going to see several times in several different formats. Yes. The people who sat out this time, either because they couldn't get a ticket or they were dubious about it. Right. Are going to go see this movie because yes. this is a cultural event. Yeah. And I think the same thing can be said about Oppenheimer. I mean, that's I why we're so. divvying up the millions on both of them combined yeah. because they are so intrinsically linked in a way that. No, no two movies I have ever been. No, I, I, I don't think there's a, there have been weekends where two big movies open, you know, famously because it's Nolan, uh, Dark Knight opened against Mamma Mia and both but, ended up being yeah. spectacular hits, but there was not a Mama Knight 
you know, combo yeah, three yeah, months yeah. going into that. People weren't talking about Mama Night or Mama Night or 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 Dark Mia. Dark Mia, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dark Mia was not a meme in whatever year that came out, two thousand eight. Dark. I don't know if there were memes then, but uh, amongst things that were memes, Dark Mia was not one of them. So there have been opening weekends that have had two giant hits, but yeah. never one that had two giant hits that were smashed together in the consciousness the way Barbenheimer was this. That's what makes this historic. Yeah. And and so Pat, you saw this movie. I saw in La La Land, correct? Yes. Well, not La La Land in, in uh, San Diego land, which is three hours south of, of La La Land. Uh, San San Diego comic-con is not held in Los Angeles. No. So here's the thing though. Not a lot of people. Isn't it San Diego Mm comic-con? Yeah. It has been completely overshadowed. I, I mean, oh, 100%. That, people were not yes. talking. I mean, obviously nobody showed up for it other than Kevin Smith. Right. But I, I mean, nobody was talking about that. And, and that I think shows that we are completely, I mean, superheroes are in trouble because superheroes that was superhero central and yes. nobody gives a shit anymore. I mean, of yes. course, hardcore dorks always will. And it's great. Let them have their thing again. But the general populace, they're moving on because they're moving on. This is being comped as an experience to Endgame. Yes, because yes. there hasn't been a big weekend since Endgame opened. But there has not been a Marvel event the level of this in since then, and there never will be. I mean, yeah. And that's okay. Listen, I'm not saying Marvel sucks, Marvel stinks, whatever. They were never good. What I'm saying is that the zeitgeist has officially moved on. Yes. It is video games. It is toys. Yes. It is other things. It is bomb makers. Yes. It's bomb yes. makers. I mean, listen, all the different bomb makers, uh, you know, yeah. there's going to be a Unibomber movie coming out at some point down the line when they just completely, uh, you know, take all of the other like more legitimate bomb makers and right, they've squeezed right. them dry. That right. might be a, a, a good thing to go down the line 10 years from now, but right. A, a biopic on the guy who created uh M 80 firecrackers that yeah, that'll yeah. be huge. Yeah. Warhead, like, me, the guy who made warheads, the candy. Right, right, right. I mean, now, actually I'm surprised that hasn't actually already been put in production. Yeah. It, it might be. That's a I candy. Mean, product thing maybe they get bomb back to direct that one you know greta i'm sure will pass on it but maybe her co-writer will get to direct the warheads movie or the mm-hmm. m80 biopic movie but I, I i mean you're right i was at comic-con and it was a, a nothing happening situation you know very quickly i talked to some people boots on the ground hall h which is famously the place where people camp out all night they just, it's their dream to get into Hall H so they could sit their little butts in a chair all day and watch, you know, uh, stars come out in their superhero costume and wave and then disgustedly turn around and run to a limo. That's what people wait for. Mm-hmm. They packed Hall H out. This year, there were guys barking in front of Hall H telling them, come on in. We got air conditioning. It was like oh. a, it was like a comedy show in Times Square, New York, where people are barking, hey, Chappelle Comedians show premium Chappelle blend. Show. Yep. Yep. And instead they were saying, come on into hall H we got plenty of seats. We got air conditioning because it was air just conditioning executive show and clips 
from shows that were going to air later in the week. That was happening at Hall H. No actors, <laughs> no stars. But yeah, usually wow. Comic-Con weekend, all entertainment news would be, hey, this announcement for Phase 17 of Marvel, or hey, these are the DC movies that we, we got to see clips from, or hey, here's a look at the costume that someone's going to be in in four years. Yeah. That's not the news. The only news is Barbenheimer sold out. When you talk about people who didn't go this weekend, who are going to go next weekend, I think a big part of that is people are going in groups to Barbenheimer. Yes. Especially to Barbie. This is a party movie. This is a group movie. So I do think there were people who maybe you look at a screening and there's one or two seats and they're not next to each other. People are going to want to go to screenings where they could go with four. Listen, I went with a group of five coworker, mm-hmm. two friends of ours, and wannabe intern Christopher, who I met for yeah. the first time on site at San Diego Comic Con. Great kid, future of America, right there. We're, we're proud to be molding the future of America. We want to be Owen Sir Christopher. Met his dad, great man, raising a great yeah. intern. But same age as us? So approximately, yeah, same age. We were okay. all the same age, yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, we, we've got to run tests to make sure we're, what age we all are. So, yeah, yeah, results to come. But, yeah, close in age to want to be Owen Sir Christopher's dad, great man. And we went in a group, this big group. And we went and we partied and we laughed. And that theater that I saw Barbie in was just filled with groups of people having the time of their life. The exits of Barbie are going to be the greatest advertisement any movie could get because people mm-hmm. were just losing their ass and and coming out like it was the, you know, like it was Mardi Gras. Shaking and their A's. Sh- uh, shaking their A's around, but happily shaking. We were all shaking our A's around. And uh, it's it's going to be the word of mouth on this is going to be through the roof. So now I mean, what's historic what's so, this is historic. What's so interesting about this Barbenheimer weekend is we kind of knew there'd be some dress up for the Barbie fans mm-hmm. coming in pink, dressing like Barbie and Ken. Yeah. But the surprising thing was the amount of people dressing up for Oppenheimer. Did you wow. see this online? There was plenty of Oppenheimer cosplay going on. Wow. And you know what? There's something about that that just tickles me. I, mm-hmm. you know, you know me, I'm a cynical guy. I'm Gen X. We're yes. born cynical. Yes. Cynical you don't trust generation. the system and you'll never sell out. I mean, you're a millennial, so you maybe wouldn't understand as much. But the I'm thing about Gen X is not really, but uh, not technically, but Gen Xers are cynical by nature. And you know Mm -hmm. what? Yeah, we are. Maybe, well, you're not once, you wouldn't know, but you only know because I tell you. But the thing about this is, I'm having a real, I'm having a real, uh, you saw it on VHS, I'm sure. I'm having a a real hard time being, being cynical about this weekend. Mm -hmm. Call me soft, call me whatever. Call me, I'm not going to say call me a shell because I'm not a shell. Not a shell. People may call me a shell, but you know, I, and we said in the previous episode, I had a real bug up my ass about this movie for some reason. Yes. Previous, yes. we and almost killed really, each other the last six months over. Barbie. We did, yes. I, and, and I, I can't stress this enough. We got into near physical altercations. Yes. All yes. right, and then something just happened, and I, I just was overwhelmed by the the sort of 
moment and the fact that this is momentous and how could I be upset at a momentous event and how can I be upset that Greta Gerwig now has the uh, biggest opening for a female yeah. basically and Noah Baumbach has a huge opening uh, under his belt yeah and now you know I know she's doing the Narnias possibly we'll I mean, talk this about is a that. blank yeah this is a blank check thing I mean it, it, she is a superstar and that was only proved this weekend that she is a superstar director yes along with nolan because i talked to a lot of people about why they wanted to see this movie and you know listen this was in brooklyn so but mm -hmm. one of the reasons one of the main reasons is because greta directed it yeah well we'll, that cannot be overstated it can't i mean we'll get to it when we, we start divvying up this 235 million for barbenheimer but yeah, Greta yeah. is going to get paid. She is officially a superstar director. I mean, I think in the list I'm going to name now, I think she becomes the top of that list in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, Christopher Nolan, Quentin Tarantino, Jordan Peele. I mean, her contemporaries, it, her main contemporary, I mean, they were up for the Oscar the same year as Jordan Peele. I think this moves her ahead of him but they, they're in that boat of they are name above the title movie star directors and i think she's she's officially up there with those top people nolan scorsese jordan peele uh yeah. you know those are the directors that are basically the equivalent of having it above the title movie star reason why people go see it so we'll get into how much of the 235 critic we uh, gets but I do want to take this is a celebration right now, Barbenheimer yes. weekend celebration. But I do want to take this moment to it's not a cut the ship, but it's a it's a it's a plea. This is a plea out here. OK, you mentioned it right now. I don't know if it's official, but the, the rumors are Greta Gerwig's next project is to direct which in the wardrobe movies for Netflix, possibly two mm-hmm. of those. And. I love that she's getting to to work on this property that she's probably always wanted and she probably has an amazing take on it. And the movies will be great, I'm sure. And I'm sure she's getting a blank check budget. Netflix is just whatever it costs. Well, there's no supervision over there. There's no supervision, which is also fine. Let Greta Gerwig make a movie without- She doesn't need Without studio hacks. No. Yeah. The- the problem I have, of course, is that those movies will not be in movie theaters. Mm-hmm. Those movies will not have box office. Greta Gerwig's follow-up to Barbie needs to have box office mm-hmm. because a theatrical needs that. You know, she she right now sold more popcorn than Orville Redenbacher this weekend. More popcorn than Orville Weddenbacher this weekend. That's what Greta Gerwig did. She sold a lot of popcorn, sold more mics than Ike. She sold mm-hmm. raisinets out the wazoo. I mean, this yeah. lady went out this weekend and she sold concessions with this Barbie movie. You cannot do that with a Netflix movie. No. And we, we, we want for her to be one of these all-time box office directors and she's already been on a run. Pretty uh, 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 Little Women, I was going to say pretty women, pretty women. Little Women made over $100 million domestic in 2019. A lot of people forget that was a huge, huge hit for what that mm-hmm. was. A, a drama um, about a book adaptation makes over $100 million. 
That was a huge hit. She follows it with Barbie and all time going to be the biggest movie of the year. We could say that right now. Barbie's not going to be yes. top this year for box office. No. It, it, it is the biggest movie of the year. And, and with a next... year that has Mario in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. And her follow-up needs to have box office so that her next movie, which is whatever it was going to be, probably wouldn't open bigger than Barbie. Barbie's a, a, a once-in-a-lifetime phenomenon. But yeah. you want her to have that next movie that opens to 80 million, 90 million domestic, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And yeah. if she goes to Netflix, if Netflix, and, and I'm not, this is not directed at Greta Gerwig. You know, this is no. directed at Netflix and Amazon and Apple because I know what they're doing. Yeah, they want know. to, and this is a cut the shit moment. That was a plea. This is a cut the shit moment. Netflix is trying to get Greta Gerwig away from theaters because they want to destroy movie theaters. Mm-hmm. Amazon wants to destroy movie theater. Amazon less so because Amazon and Apple supposedly are putting movies in movie theaters. So I'll focus on Netflix. Netflix wants to destroy theatrical. Mm-hmm. And that is a big reason why the Writers Guild strike and the Screen Actors Guild strike are happening because Netflix is right now leading all these old studios by the nose. Netflix is in charge of the studio conglomeration and Netflix wants the movie industry to shut down because they want people just sitting at home watching Netflix, ordering food because eventually Netflix, this is what they, they want w- people to look like. Yeah. Right now Clayton has got his eyes glazed over and he's sticking his tongue out. That is what Netflix wants people to look like. Just Zombies. being at home, not in a movie theater, sitting at home, order eating stuff. They order on Amazon because eventually Netflix just wants to get rid of movies and just have people watch reality shows on Netflix. And when they steal yep. Greta Gerwig away from the theatrical box office, that is part of their plan. Yes. That is part of their plan. And they'll give her a check for $200 million to go make a Witch in the Wardrobe movie because that takes her away from theatrical. That means mm-hmm. that Greta Gerwig isn't selling popcorn, isn't selling Mike and Ike's, isn't selling Raisinets at these theaters. Instead... Her audience is sitting at home watching Netflix. So this is a concerted effort by Netflix to snuff out one of the great bright stars in theatrical. And and that is why they're spending that money. And so Mm. cut the shit. We know what you're doing, Netflix. You're taking the director of Barbie, the biggest movie star director we have right now, and you're trying to take her away from theatrical. We, the BO boys, know what you're doing, and we're calling you out. Cut the shit wow powerful powerful words pat so this is a celebration but we just had to get that out there because we know what's happening with netflix so the celebration is on and clayton the demos are in do you have some demos i was demos? just gonna say yeah. man yeah. you read my mind you are the demo god demos. let's start with a barbie mm-hmm. okay so let's see uh Largest demo, 18 to 24 years old at 27%. Wow, the sweet spot. Diversity demos, 42% Caucasian, 29% Latino and Hispanic, 12% Black, 17% Asian. Mm -hmm. Barbie, this is a quote from Deadline, Barbie played strongest everywhere. Wow. Wow. Usually we see a movie and, oh, this one mostly played in the Midwest or this one yep. just played in this 
you know, neighborhood in Brooklyn or this one, you know, blah, blah, blah. Barbie was everywhere. Barbie, mm-hmm. everyone loved Barbie. And I, I don't think there's going to be any political stripe that ends up being against this movie. It's just too much fun. This movie broke through to everyone. And, and it was 68% female. But here's the thing about that. Mm-hmm. That is not going to be forever. That is, uh, this was a heavily leaning female fronted movie. Yep. But dudes are going to say, I can't miss this. I can't. Yeah. I-, I can't miss this. I have to be able to go to the water cooler and talk about this movie. Yep. Right. Yep. And that's the thing is, I'm sh- a lot of men went to see this movie. But a lot more men are going to see this movie this coming week and next weekend. And because you know what it is, it is a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. You know, the stale Fast X, the stale indie, the stale. Yep. Listen, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it, Pat. I know. We're not happy say. to say it. Oh. The stale Mission Impossible. Yeah. This is something different. Stale Transformers. Stale Transformers, although, you know what? For a Transformers movie this late in the game, I mean, it, it actually did not do terribly. I mean, right. it should have done a lot. I mean, a stale superhero, stale Flash. Right, right. Right. So this is a movie that is going to gain males coming yes. to it. Yes, for you sure. Know? And I think the thing with Oppenheimer, same deal. This was Oppenheimer, 64% guys Mm -hmm. but again women are going to want to see this because it made 80 million dollars right 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 it's it's a huge hit it's the other part it's the back half of barbenheimer it is the tail of the horse they're gonna want to see both they maybe couldn't see it all in one day right right there you know the the barbenheimer challenge is of course to see it at the same day Mm -hmm. but not everyone is able to do such a grueling movie set. Now, listen, obviously the BO boys, we had our stretches years ago where we would punish ourselves with up to four movies in a day. We would do four to five movies in a day on a movie sneak day. And listen, we were younger back then. Pre-subscription. So you had to really stretch your bucks. Yes. So, I mean, then again, we were much younger at that point, yeah. we were younger than Wannabe O Winter and Christopher's dad is now. So we were mm-hmm. that's how long ago that was. And we were able to do that. Not mm-hmm. everyone, I mean, let's just face it, not everyone has the butt that yep. enables you to sit in a movie theater for the length of two movies in one day. Not everyone especially, is born with that butt. Especially and, Oppenheimer is a very long film. Yes. So I think there's a lot of people who, like you said, saw one, they're going to want to complete the Barbenheimer cycle, but they couldn't do it on the same day because their butt wouldn't have allowed it. Yeah. So they will see it next week. I, I mean, there's no we better advertisement for a movie than success. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We still have the calluses because they don't ever go away. No. And we wear them with pride. Mm-hmm. Now, a little bit more just for demos before we mm-hmm. get into the divvying. So 64, we said for guys, for Oppenheimer, Mm -hmm. 18 to 24, biggest demo, 33% diversity, 53% Caucasian, 22% Latino, Hispanic, 9% black, 15% Asian other. I mean, again, 
I'm just going to say it. Latino and Hispanic, they love movie going. They are keeping movie going going. Yes. I mean, we're seeing these. They love movies. They love to go out there and support. They see everything. They see everything. They are movie lovers. Yes. And that is so awesome to see. Yeah. So congratulations. We we love to see the demos uh, overrepresent. So, yeah. uh, I, I mean, look, before we divvy up, I mean, we've been talking a lot of Barbie Oppenheimer made $80 million this weekend. Uh, yeah. Incredible. High, higher than the high end of the expectations here. I mean, this was again, a couple of months ago, the projections were maybe Barbie makes 40 to 60 and Oppenheimer's making 25 to 40. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, $80 million. It's, Nolan's biggest opener. That's not a Batman movie. Yeah, you know it, it's uh, honestly listen. It's his I'll third biggest it. opener. It beat it beat Batman Begins. Yeah, yeah. I, I and I'll 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 say it. Last week on the show, I predicted this would be a hit, but mm-hmm. I didn't think it would be as big as his biggest non-Batman movie, which was Inception. I figured that had Leo. That was playing more as an action movie that made 62. I had Oppenheimer would come in in high fifties, blew that away. $80 million, just a bigger opening than you got for mission impossible. than you got for Indy, than you got for the flash than any of these big summer movies. Oppenheimer blew all of them away. So Nolan is what he's always been, which is he is a movie star director as well. He is a, the equivalent of having a, a giant movie star in your movie. That is what Christopher yeah. Nolan is. He he delivered. Yes. He is a brand name. He's uh, a, a, one of the biggest draws in Hollywood. And, Absolutely. And he did it. But you know what? It is an element of, you know, this big FU that Warner Brothers tried to pull on Nolan didn't backfire for them. It's weird no. because it, it helped hurt anybody. It helped everyone, which is yeah. so great to see. I love the positivity. And listen, there's always going to be people online who are petty and they're going to just be at their keyboards and, and scream. But, you know, people have completely ignored that. Yes. It's there because people, you know, there's people who are, I'm an Oppenheimer person. That's a serious movie. And Barbie is blah, blah, blah. But nobody's listening. Everybody's just looking at Barbenheimer positive memes. Yeah, that is the thing because people are sick of the fighting. Yep. Well, they're sick this of the is fighting. A... Fighting every single moment of the rest of their lives. People are just saying, you know what? Shut up. Yeah. I'm gonna see both of these, and I'm gonna have a great time. I'm gonna dress yep. like Oppenheimer, or I'm gonna dress like Ken, or I'm gonna dress like Barbie, or I'm gonna dress like Skipper. I'm assuming. Right. Right. And they're gonna have a good time, and that is positive to me. We need more of that. Yeah. Well, and it's great to see a positive situation that was born of sp- because yes. Warner Brothers scheduled Barbie against the opening weekend of Oppenheimer because Warner Brothers was spiteful against Christopher Nolan leaving them. And mm-hmm. it's so great that spite worked out for everyone. It is the rare mm-hmm. case where someone being spiteful was good for everyone. So, yeah. You know, uh, in general, you don't want to advise people to act in a spiteful manner, but yeah, Warner Brothers was spiteful and Christopher Nolan was happy about that. So, yeah, all right, 
I think we should divvy up the millions because this is probably the best way to talk about who and why these movies succeeded and who deserves the uh, the bounty from the success. So now, Pat, should yeah. you just create like a quick spreadsheet, like a Google spreadsheet to share with me so we can keep track of this money? I mean, we could do that. Well, here, I, I've got something in front of me and I'll, I'll keep a rolling track and we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll be okay. able to do that. So I have a hard time if it's not visual. You know how I am with numbers. I know. Not, not good, but I'm great with numbers. So we'll be okay. So okay. $235 million is the combined domestic total of Barbenheimer. It was $80 okay. million for Oppenheimer and $155 for Barbie. So we're going to take that $235 and divvy it up amongst the parties and how much they deserve so before we get into the numbers let's just talk out who we think are the responsible parties that are going to need to get paid for what they did this weekend i mean okay i mean top of the list two of them greta and nolan greta and nolan for sure um i would i'll on the filmmaker side can i throw in noah bombeck we, could we talk about that? You just, can, just have but something to talk yeah. about. To talk about. But so yeah, we throw in Bombac, co-writer of Barbie. In terms of actors, Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, right? We're throwing yes, them in. Yes, absolutely. And we are going to throw in, um, for the stars of Oppenheimer, I mean, Killian Murphy. We got we to gotta say his name. He's got to make something off of this. He's got to make something off this. His punim was all over these Barbenheimer uh, posters. So, oh yeah, people were dressing. I mean, women were dressing like him. Yeah, I mean, the thing um, is, dapper man. Oppenheimer oh, was very dapper, dapper man. and he's yeah, very dapper man. He ate so, one almond a day to get that figure. I mean, listen, I don't know if this is unhealthy for me, but I, I might do the Oppenheimer diet. I'm not. I'm not going to lie. You know, do it for a while and see where it takes you. You know, we'll stop yeah. you before it kills you. That's that's what uh, or the fans will write in if they feel like, you know, they're watching the yeah. YouTube videos now. And it's it's a great promotion for our YouTube channel, which is Clayton goes on the Oppenheimer diet, eats one almond a day. And if you feel like he's uh, looking too sickly, put it in the comments. Mm-hmm. You know, that'll that'll be yeah. uh, how we manage your health is in the comments of our YouTube channel. So you know who I'll throw in here. Sure. RDJ. Yep. Big Back time. Back to real acting. Yep. His words. His words. And he got those words out there before the strike. So he did promote this movie. So yeah, Downey Jr. Yeah. and Oppenheimer. I mean, I'll throw in Matt Damon from Oppenheimer. Um, yep. And, and what about Emily Blunt? Emily Blunt. And I think we got it. We got to say the name of Florence Pugh. I think those are your Oppenheimer oh, actors. Oh, yeah. And Josh Peck. You got to put Josh Peck in there. I'm going to put him in parentheses, which means that he's not going to get anything. Okay. Um, and then are the, you know, I, so I saw Barbie okay. and in terms of other actors in there, um, I'm going to throw this name out there. Michael Sarah, Michael Sarah. Great. That's who I'm going to put out there as another name for Barbie. And now and let's you get know into who it. else we, there's one more though. I do think might, uh, for actors in the movies, okay, that possibly could get a little money. What about America? Okay, so we'll put in uh, the co-star of Barbie, America Ferrer. So we're going to put her in there. See how many millions she gets out of this. And let's now talk about other factors here. Um, okay, 
the Barbie IP. Yes, Barbie IP. So Barbie IP is going to have to get something slash Mattel, but a Barbie yeah. IP, Barbie IP, and the, the bomb IP. Well, I'm going to say the IP of the bomb. Okay. The IP that is the bomb. So the bomb IP, the memes. So I, and memes. when it comes to memes, I'm going to throw this name out there because I've looked up where these Barbenheimer memes started. So it looks like concept artist, artist Sean Longmore was one of the first. That That's the name I'm seeing there. But we're not using those people's Those – a meme belongs to – the people. Okay. A meme is not created by a person. It, if a meme is made in a, a in a in the forest and there's nobody around to, you know, like it or say it's dank or shadow ban you, then it's not a meme. Okay. So okay. good for this fellow or or person, but they're not. They're you may have you know started the flood, mm-hmm. but the actual you know water. Is what we're talking about. So, so okay. the money will be for the meme community. The meme community, yeah. And it will just go into a, uh, like a lockbox, or just go into. I mean, it'll it'll go into cryptocurrency for. It goes into crypto for people to make more higher tech, more expensive memes. Okay, so that will count. And the it's meme- a communal, so it's like grab whatever you can and make your meme. Right. Right, just grab a fistful of of Bitcoin, Dogecoin, and, and run yeah. run out and make some memes. Okay, so the meme community. Um, Tom Cruise. We just got to mention Tom Cruise because he's been he's been holding up tickets to all these movies, and he, you know, held up the two tickets to Oppenheimer and Barbie. So mm-hmm. it didn't work for Flash, and it ain't gonna work for Blue Beetle, and it didn't work for Indy. Right, it worked for these. So let's see. All right, so Tom I mean, it's a Cruise. bad batting average. It's a bad batting average, we'll say. So Tom Cruise might get some money from Barbenheimer. I mean, the I'm going to say Warner Brothers marketing. You know, obviously Universal yes. was the one marketing Oppenheimer, but I think Warner Brothers marketing is uh, really, really what what uh, basically did the marketing for both movies in some way. So Warner Brothers marketing department, um, and which. We know whatever money goes to Warner Brothers marketing, though, David Zasloff is just going to reach in and he's going to yank that up. But but yeah, but let's not talk. I mean, that name is not going to be in this list. Yes. Okay. so no execs names are going to be in this list. So Warner Brothers, hardworking, boots on the ground marketing. Ideally, you know, this is for the middle managers for the uh, marketing coordinators and such middle managers. Yeah. The marketing department. Who? The creative. It's a middle man. The creative. What are you talking about? Okay. The so creatives. The, the money goes to the creatives. The Warner Brothers middle managers. Creative. What are you talking about? Yes. Thank you. Jesus. Wow. That is middle that managers. Is, that is a Gen X outburst. It was middle managers. Are you kidding me? Are you guy, are you effing guy, kidding me? This guy will never sell out. He will never. I'm sell gonna out go people. get an espresso and play some hacky sack. So to some temple of a dog. So, uh, are there other parties that should get in here for Barbie? Oppenheimer I mean, we can slip some in if we think of them, but I do think this is a good starting list. This okay. is a heavy, heavy list of hitters. Okay. So, 
right off the bat, Greta Gerwig, the writer, co-writer, and director of Barbie, mm-hmm. to me, is the person who should end up with the biggest share that anyone gets out of this 235. Do you have any? I I argument? agree. I agree because she was such a draw. She was a sneaky draw. I mean, we know Nolan is a draw. Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, we knew was one. I mean, after Tenant and that, you know, all that stuff happening and him, you know, just mouthing off. But I mean, he came back strong. But I still think that Barbie is first. It's Barbenheimer. It's not Oppen Arby. Right. And it could be because you know, that sucks mm-hmm. and it's a bad combination that way, but this is driven by Barbie. Barbie is the driver of this. Yes. Yes. Like I said, it's the head of the horse and Oppenheimer is the tail. Is the patoot. Yeah. Is so, the patootie. So yes, I agree. She gets the most money. Yeah. So I mean, 235, it's the biggest number. Oh no, we've divvied up a billion before. That's right. When Joker hit a billion, oh, we yeah, with up Joker. A billion. So we've did we've divvied up bigger numbers than 235. But I mean, I think that you give her a hundred. She gets a hundred, yeah. I yeah, think right off let's the bat. Make it easy on us. Make it easy she, for me. A hundred. And you know what? She gets a hundred million, and then that allows her to take that hundred million. And just go self-finance your next movie for movie theaters, Greta Gerwig. Take mm-hmm. this hundred million payday that the BO boys are giving you from Barbenheimer and make your big passion project outside of Netflix. So it could go into mm-hmm. movie theaters. Hundred million dollars. You could you could uh, you don't have to make a witch in the wardrobe movie. Just find some other YA book that rips off Witch in the Wardrobe and make a Greta Gerwig movie out of that for a hundred million. Mm-hmm. It'll be great. So if Greta gets a hundred, I feel like she's got to get, you know, this movie open to one fifty five, and uh, Oppenheimer open to 80. So open to about half of what Barbie did. So I feel like Nolan should get half 40. or less than half. Yeah. 40, 40 feels good. Yeah. Yeah. He gets basically half of what Oppenheimer did for the whole weekend because he's I think so. the biggest star of that movie. He absolutely is, yes. Um, next person I have on the list here, I want to throw him out there, is Noah Baumbach, co-writer of Barbie. And, of course, he is the sweetheart of Greta Gerwig. They are, they are coupled together. One of my favorite filmmakers ever. This is my guy. Me as well. But I'm going to well. throw this out here, Clayton. Noah Baumbach gets zero dollars. Here, okay. Here's why. Not because he didn't do anything on this, co-wrote it. I'm sure the movie was hilarious. I'm sure Noah Baumbach helped write a ton of great jokes for this movie. But I mean, he definitely was the one who made the Mal- Malkmus reference. Yes. for uh, Yes. Yeah. Yes. The pavement joke was Noah Baumbach. We, we could yeah. safely say that that for sure. So I think he should get $0 because, listen. Joint bank account. Joint bank account. So exactly. He's living off of Greta, which yeah. is the, the guy's in the catbird seat. He's in a great spot. Uh, living off of Greta Gerwig yeah. the rest of his life. Uh, who who would need anything more? And also, he's been divorced. 
don't know what the situation with his divorce is. If he yeah, gets a big yeah, payday yeah. from this, and nothing mm-hmm. against Jennifer Jason Lee, but nope. a big payday from this, he's liable to just that money goes right towards whatever his divorce uh uh you yes. know situation was that he protect that, that money yeah exactly yeah so basically he doesn't get anything here but he's Fred a is paying he's the, the biggest he's the biggest winner of everybody if exactly you know. exactly so so no bomb gets zero dollars but one of the greats we love him and can't wait to see the next thing he co-writes uh margot robbie as barbie to me of all the actors in either of these movies, I think Margot Robbie has to get the most money of any actor today. Do you, do you mm-hmm. agree or disagree? Yes, it was a it was the part she was born to play. Yes. And, you know, and, you know, it's almost like, do we give Amy Schumer money for stepping away from this project? Yeah, I don't know if she stepped away or if it was stripped from her. But yes, at one point. Barbie was set to be an Amy Schumer vehicle. And, and listen, Diablo Cody, I think, tried to pass at it and just couldn't crack it. Yeah. And, but, and we, and listen, I, I mean, I love Diablo Cody as a writer. And Amy Schumer, we always stick up for it. She had a movie star run. She had Trainwreck. Yes. And she had, uh, uh, what was it? Picture Perfect, Pretty Perfect. She had, uh, I'm not, I'm so pretty. I feel I, pretty. I feel pretty couple of movies like that. The one with her and Goldie Hawn. Also, she opened movies for a couple of years. So we're, we're yeah. always supporters of Amy Schumer as one of the last comedy movie draws that we've had. But she did end up not playing Barbie. So do we give her $1 million for not playing Let's Barbie? Let's give her $1 million because... And this is not is, a crack if, at Amy Schumer. And This is no. a... Uh, if, if she had played her then that movie could have been good in its own way, but it wouldn't have been the Gerwig Margot Robbie. Uh, it's movie. not, it's so, not going to make 150. So, million so she gets 1 million. So yeah. Uh, Margot Robbie though. She is the one who played Barbie. She was mm-hmm. excellent in this movie, but she was the promotional machine for this. They had her before that strike went up and rumors are that the, you know, the SAG strike was supposed to start at the end of June they negotiate an extension and the rumor is basically to cover the promotional time needed for Barbie. You know, they yeah. wanted to be able to get Margot Robbie out there in 50 different Barbie costumes on 50 different premieres. And that's what she did. She was working her butt off yes. promoting this movie. Well, she so, was a producer as well. So she yep. had skin in the game. And the thing yes. about her is that she has gotten into producing and she this is her big hit right i mean suicide squad whatever you want to say about it i mean that was a superhero at the height of superhero it had yes. will smith it had her and of course people wanted to see harley but again when harley did her solo movie nobody gave two f's yeah this is her big we said this is her deadpool this yes. is she's the female ryan reynolds and finally found her deadpool this is great and yes, she deserves the most because she's Barbie. She's Barbie. Yeah. And it's Barbenheimer is is what drove this. I mean, I think the thing we'll see here is that so much of the credit for Oppenheimer goes to Barbie. If Oppenheimer had opened uh, a week later, Barbie maybe does almost as well, but Oppenheimer does not do as well. 
Yes, so, yes. I, the movie that, yeah, that made the most hay from this was Oppenheimer. Yeah, I mean, I, here's my thought, is that Margot Robbie has to make more than all of the actors in Oppenheimer combined. I, I think, I think, yeah, combined the cast of Oppenheimer cannot make more than Margot Robbie. I mean, do, I think Margot Robbie should make more than Christopher Nolan. I think she gets 41 yeah. million. Okay, yeah, give her right right over the top. I mean, these ones are kind of making it hard for me to keep track of, but you How about four How about 44 stuff. million? That way her 44 plus love it. plus love Amy it. Schumer. So so the the combined, you know, you get to 45 between the actress who played Barbie and the actress who did not play Barbie. So Margot yeah. Robbie gets 44. Ryan Gosling again, I saw this movie. He was great. Uh, Ken has so much buzz going right now. Yeah, he's he's they, they drop these songs on Spotify that people are going crazy for. Yeah, you know he does he does a uh, a cover of Push by Matchbox Twenty. Mm-hmm. He does that. I'm which, just Ken song or whatever that song is, which brings the house down. Brings the house down. There the the musical stretch of this movie, the Matchbox Twenty song, kind of leads into the Ken song, and it is a okay. long stretch of just. Ken taken over the screen. Gosling is incredible in this movie. I mean, I think there's going to be Oscar buzz for both of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I feel like Margot Robbie as lead actress for Barbie is probably more likely, but I, uh, on this date right now, do not discount Ryan Gosling getting a supporting actor nomination as Ken. Obviously, I'm hearing that as well. So know. here's the thing that's great about this opening for him: his, his, the biggest opening before this for him was the Blade Runner sequel. Yep, and that opened at 33. Wow. Now you can look at that, and you can, you know, at first I scoffed at that. Mm-hmm. And I was buying into the whole like, oh, well, you know, that's the thing about Gosling. He's just like Hall, where, you know, there's all everybody says they love him so much, but they don't go to see movies with him in it. The thing that is refreshing about that number is that he didn't get into the superhero machine. Right. He doesn't have padded stats. He didn't play, you know, uh, Silver Surfer mm-hmm. in a terrible Avengers movie. Right. Or right. a terrible Fantastic Four movie or whatever that opened to 90 million or 115 million right. or 120 million and is forget forgotten now. Right. And and being like, you know, by its start, it's Marquis Star, Iron Man being forsaken. Right. He's gonna have a pretty good looking CV. And yeah, Barbie is a big IP movie. But it feels like such a good fit for him mm-hmm. and like a worthwhile IP movie instead of just being another dude in a jumpsuit. Right. I mean, right. I'm sure. Listen, would he have liked that paycheck? But his Barbie 2 paycheck is going to make up for not being whatever dumb superhero Marvel probably wanted him to be. Exactly. Yeah. And listen, he he hasn't been a superhero movie, but he. He's had hit movies that I think are heavily dependent on him. I think the biggest the biggest plus in his column before this movie is La La Land because that La La movie Land, got yes. to 150 domestic. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's a two hander with Emma Stone, and she's probably a she is a bigger star than him. But he's a but you he's give a, him credit for that. Oh yeah, he's a, he is the thing is 
he is very well liked in a way that yes, you know, Chrissy Hemi isn't as beloved as no. Ryan Gosling, not even close. So getting down to brass tacks, he's got to make significantly less than Margot Robbie. And because he's Ken, he's just Ken. It's all about Barbie. So he's got to make less. I mean, I think less than half, but I'd say maybe 20. Do we want to go 20 uh, on Gosling? All right. 20 is good to me. All right. So nice even number. So moving over to uh, some actors from uh, Oppenheimer, as we said, the, the cast of Oppenheimer has to make less combined than Margot Robbie's 44. So Killian Murphy, Downey, Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, Florence Pugh, who gets the most out of that? I'll let you give your, your take first. You know what? I got to say, and you know, we were poo-pooing this earlier, you know, when we were talking about Oppenheimer possibly not being big because it didn't have a star, but man, this guy, Cillian Murphy's face is all over the place. He's the guy everybody's dressing up as, you know, and listen, I know it's TV, but Peaky Blinders, a lot of people watch Peaky Blinders. So I think there was a draw here. Well, well, here's what I'll say then. I don't think the money sh- should go to Killian Murphy. I think the money specifically should go to, and you said it, Killian Murphy's face. You know, because it's okay. not about Killian Murphy as an actor, though. I hear he's a shoe-in for Best Actor nomination, possibly a win for this. Great actor. It's yeah. not about his resume, and he's been in big movies, and, you know, he's popped up in the Dark Knight movies, and and... 28 days later, everyone loves, but it's not about him as a draw. It is about him as a face, you know, yeah. beautiful face that he got through eating one almond a day. He's, I mean, basically he's yeah. created a diet craze that Clayton's going to take on and we see if he lives through it, but is yeah. that face on that poster and that face that is a big part of the Barbenheimer memes. So I think Killian Murphy's face is what gets a, a portion of this. And I think the Oppenheimer suit does too. I mean, I think that's an iconic hat and coat combination. Okay, so the Oppenheimer clothes are in there. So I think Killian Murphy's face should get six million. Does that feel right? Killian Murphy's face gets six, and Oppenheimer clothes get two. Let's get them on the board for two. They get a third of his face. So. In terms of actors, I think Downey Jr. should be the second most highly paid actor in the Oppenheimer cast because Agreed. he's get right now. The and again, not that many great movies have come out this year. Not a lot of Oscar movies. So obviously, coming out of this weekend, it's you know people make it sound like the Academy Awards is just going to be for Barbie and Oppenheimer. But that said, I, I hope it is. People the, will watch it. The word is. Downey Jr. for supporting actor is going to be the favorite. And I think uh, when you talk about events, a big event for this weekend was Downey Jr. finally being in a good movie or being in a real movie and Downey Jr. finally getting to act again, which is what he said. He finally gets to act again. He didn't know if he could do well respect for the judge. Let's have a little respect for the judge. Well, I mean, coming off of the judge down, he didn't know if he could still act so that, that didn't, that didn't, uh, you know, make it clear to him. You got to water the, the F in hydrangeas. You got to water the F in hydrangeas. I live by that. That's the words I live by. 
here's why I think he deserves a lot of money. Okay. Because he was the guy who, you know, started the superhero renaissance, really was pushing those movies. He was the most popular actor, the most popular character of all those superhero movies, other than the stalwarts who were always going to be refillable, like your Batmans, your Spider-Mans, and those two are kind of it, and Joker. Mm -hmm. I do think that Iron Man, him as Iron Man, is not refillable. Like, you can't have another Iron Man. No one will care. And what I'm getting to here is that he has become a Pied Piper away from superheroes for his fan base. And he still has a fan base. Mm -hmm. And he's telling these people, grow up yes. and watch a real movie. And that real movie is Oppenheimer. And I'm in it. And I'm not Iron Man anymore. The Listen, the toupee is gone. Yep. It's gone. Or whatever it is. Listen, the hair system, whatever it is, it's gone. Yeah, This yeah. is serious. Shave the plot. Downy right now. Yeah. Right? And you need to come with me. And people followed. Yep. And so I do think he brought a lot of people to Oppenheimer who would be like, well, I guess I'll wait till Blue Beetle comes out to see a You know, now they're like, oh, I can see a real ass movie. Right. Right. So I think he gets a pretty heavy paycheck. Not I mean, that he think, needs it. Do you think he gets more than Cillian Murphy's face then amongst the Oppenheimer cast? Does he get seven? I'd give him more. I, well. Killian Murphy's no. face and Oppenheimer's clothes combined make eight. Uh, I, I Okay. Well, then I would give him seven because okay. Killian, it, it, the face is nothing without the hat and the suit. Okay. Great. So then Downey ends up being the highest paid member of the Oppenheimer cast, which I think is fair. We have mm -hmm. Matt Damon in here. I don't know if Matt I don't Damon think anything. does anything. No. I, I won't give him anything because I think there's other things that he's done recently that he deserves money for. But I think he's just another guy doing a job on this movie, which is great. But I, I don't think, you know, he did a little bit of promo. Him and Emily Blunt were very, you know, very charming out there. Right. I mean, here's what I'll say. They did the internet shows. So let's give them each $1 million. Okay, so Damon gets $1 being really charming on the internet shows. Okay, so Damon and Blunt each get a million, basically to cover the cost of transport to these different uh, production studios to do, you know, internet shows and for mm -hmm. the cost of whatever scrubbing they need to do after interacting with internet chat show hosts, because yes, they're yes, going to want to yeah. wipe off whatever it was, you know, the, the smell of the host, the smell of whatever goos and foods were put on them to do yeah, these yeah. internet shows. So yeah, they need some money to, to sort of, uh, whatever their favorite themselves. snacks they had to eat or whatever. They had to pretend they eat Cheetos or something. Right. So they each got a Emily million Blunt had to be like, I love Cheetos. I love hot Cheetos. Right. Right. So yeah. Damon and Emily Blunt get a million dollars to disinfect after going on an internet talk show, uh, tour. So Florence Pugh, I think she gets, a little more than Damon and Blunt because one of the things you heard about in this Oppenheimer movie was the, I'll call them the relationship scenes between Florence okay. Pugh and Killian Murphy's face. 
And I do think there's a little bit of a draw that you're going to get to see Florence Pugh in relationship scenes. And also she's a great actress and, you know, does have a following and she gets a little bit, she's in the Gerwig averse because she got a Oscar nomination for little women. So I think she gets yeah. sort of like pulled into the Barbenheimer thing in a bigger way than other actors. Cause she's linked to Greta Gerwig. Well, okay, I don't want to be crass here, and I don't want to be base, and I don't want to, you know, there was you, talk that you saw the dong, right? That you saw Cillian Murphy's dong. Okay, there right? was talk Do about Do we that. give any money to the idea of seeing his dong? I mean, can we add a few, can we add like half a mil to the, it's like his face, the suit, and his dong? I would then, t- I you know I gotta say I don't think that was a draw. I think it, okay. I, I don't think it really it never was. took off. The the dong never got traction. I never saw it in, in one of the memes, so I'm gonna say no. Okay. You know, Killian Murphy's face was in the memes. The clothes were in the memes. The dong never made it to a Barbenheimer meme that I visited. Obviously, there's message boards, and I'm sure on the dark web the Barbenheimer memes are very different than the ones we saw, but I don't think those memes really drew anyone into the theater. So okay. I'd give none to the All dong, right. but back to Florence. We have to Pugh. be thorough. We have to be thorough. Oh, definitely. No, I, you, you've got, you've got to ask these questions, Clayton. So Florence Pugh, I'd give her two, you know, I think she gets 2 million of Damon and Blunt got one apiece. Uh, okay. I mean, this has been our least divisive divvying ever. I feel like, and uh, so I'm not going to fight you on this, but I don't think uh, I, I don't think she deserves more than those two. Really? I, I think she felt I like a bigger part a of this prime... movie. Again, the relationship scenes, quote okay. unquote. All right. You know, okay. there's a lot of well, talk about those. Let's let's go. I mean, let's go with that then. Uh, so we've got. Two I don't actors. have enough fight in me to give. Florence Pugh less money. I mean, listen, exactly. She's she's great. Why am I going to argue against Florence Pugh getting two million dollars? We've still got a lot to get through here, so let's quickly go through the last two actors I have here for Barbie are America Ferrer and Michael Sarah. Listen, Michael Sarah plays a character called Alan in this film, a discontent, mm-hmm. a discontinued uh, Barbie toy that was, I think, a friend of Ken's. Plays this Alan character. Big comedic moments from Michael Sarah, and he's one of those actors who you always think went away, but actually he never went away. And you think that people don't like him, but they do like him. I like him. Here's the thing: his movies are watched by young people. Okay, and his web series that, are watched by old people. Yeah, absolutely. But that movie that he did with yeah. Edgar Wright. What is it again? I can't remember that f- the name of that movie. Scott you know Pilgrim, what I'm talking Spot about. Pilgrim Scott Pilgrim versus the world or something. Yeah. That movie is huge among young people. Mm-hmm. And he is he's getting a second wind. I think he's found where he wants to be. He was he's like, I- I'd be in a big movie again after wandering around in indies for a long time. I think he is a draw for people our age and younger. So I do think he gets a, he, he should get a little bit of dough here. All right. Throw a number out there. How many hoodies well, is this have? guy buying? Well, let's throw a number out there based on what we've done so far. And then we'll add it up and we may have to adjust before we lock everything okay. in. But 
based on what we've been giving actors so far, you know, this is all going to go towards hoodies for Michael Sarah. So you tell yeah, me yeah, how yeah. many hoodies is he going to be able to buy? I mean, I'd give him $3 million worth of hoodies. What do you wow, think? Wow. That is so, I mean, hoodies are not that expensive. So 3 million, this guy is just going to be swimming in red hoodies going forward. Next up, America Ferrer, who huge TV star. I mean, in the, in honestly, our generation's Ted Danson in terms of television that not just one hit show, but a second, you know, she had mm-hmm. ugly Betty, but then she had superstore and yeah. I saw this film. She's the third lead in this movie has a big speech. Everyone's talking about, again, there's some Oscar buzz starting out there. So this is a person who is just beloved by everyone, you know, a recognizable face. Everyone loves her. So I, I think she should get paid for sure. Um, so you think more than Michael, more than Michael Sarah? Yes, I'd go three and a half million because I do think she should end up ahead of Michael Sarah. I I would go as high as four. You'll go to four. I'll go to four. If you're going to four, Let's I'll go it. to four. So America's at four. Now we got some big ones that I think we're going to have to go back and readjust some numbers because we have not given any money to the Barbie IP. The Barbie IP. Yeah, that's big. That's a generational IP, just like Mario was. This was something that hadn't been utilized effectively in the media before. I mean, there was crappy cartoons and, and uh, you know, straight to video stuff and things like that. But I mean, yeah, uh, money wise, I mean, I mean, are we talking 50? something? I, I mean, we're going to have to go back and readjust some stuff then. Because we're going to be going over that 235, which is fine because this is a living document. We'll adjust. Yeah. But Barbie IP is 50. The next thing I have up here then is the bomb IP. Bomb IP. This is the first big bomb movie. So I don't think bombs are. This is the one that's going to kick off the bomb IP mania. The bomb. No. So you I don't mean, you don't think bombs inherently were a hot IP going into this weekend? No, no. Okay. I think this made bombs. This is going to make bombs. Yeah. This is the only movie because think about it. Like Godzilla movies are about bo- a bomb dropping and then waking up a lizard, but the bomb is not the bomb. The, the star, main yeah. attraction. The yeah, bomb yeah. is not the star. This is a movie where the bomb is the star. Yeah. But this is the first movie where a bomb has been a star. So I think it sets the precedent, but I don't think it gets any money because people weren't coming to see this because of the bomb. I think, I think though, the, I agree with you. I do think in the sense that Oppenheimer made so much of his bones on IMAX and obviously Nolan is known as an IMAX director and you got to see Nolan movies in IMAX. But when it comes to Oppenheimer, The thing people, whether it's in the movie or not, I don't know. I haven't seen this film yet. People wanted to see the bomb in. I mean, the bomb's in the film. The bomb. There's no way the bomb isn't in the film. Yeah, yeah. There's. I mean, this is one of those things. There's not a spoiler to say the bomb's in the film. Yeah. And they're not stupid like a bunch of IPs have done where they're like, we're going to save the bomb for the next movie. Like Mortal Kombat, where it's like the tournament doesn't happen until the next movie. They show the bomb in this. So then people wanted to see the bomb go off in IMAX. So I think that's where the bomb gets some credit is that it, it was the draw in IMAX. But 
if Barbie IP got 50, then I think bomb IP could get a 10th of that. So five for the bomb IP. Yeah. Let's get five, five for the bomb. Okay. Meme community. This is one that I think we do. This is big. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 15 million, 15 million, 15 to 20. Listen, I think this gets a lot. Yeah. Yeah. This gets more than Warner brothers marketing. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Because you know what, you know, I think turned for me is that we had these conversations, these fights. I'm going to call them con- – I, I, I won't call them conversations. They were fights. They were oh, they, arguments. They, they were- almost turned into mixed martial arts matches. You know, we, yeah. we were – Talking about Mortal Kombat. Right. We the, almost – The only reason yeah. it didn't come to blows is because, uh, let's just say now, we were in talks with various mixed martial arts leagues mm-hmm. about setting up a big payday for us to finally settle this Barbie dispute on a mixed martial arts pay-per-view card the the numbers never worked out and so it never happened but that well, is how close we were going to we be came. an we were going to be an undercard for the Elon Musk Zuckerberg and that thing is just in in the mud it's not moving so right. we we had to move on yeah uh i think the thing that changed with me is that i think the warner brothers marketing team didn't do a good job with this i think the internet did a good job with this and listen I hate the internet, but I'm going to give them their flowers. Wow. I'm going to use their, I'm going to even use their young people terms, which I hate mm-hmm. to do. I'm going to give the internet and these memes, their flowers. They made this into something people wanted to see because Warner brothers was not doing a good job marketing this movie. That was I, one of my biggest issues. I, mean, I, with disagree. It, I, was I like, disagree there because listen, the stuff that the meme community had to work with, was the art created by Warner Brothers? It was those Barbie posters, the pinkness of everything. Like Warner Brothers marketing gets credit for they went for it. They went all out. And the the job of a marketing department is to make people just be engulfed in the marketing. And that's what they did. Obviously, the oh, that's right. I'm sorry. You're the guy who sticks up for middle managers. So that I should you should be the guy who thinks I'm the, the guy who sticks up from the creatives. Is who created the art that then the meme community turned into something else, but it started somewhere. So listen, I we're on the same page. The meme community should get gets more than the marketing. I think it gets more than the marketing. So, I mean, are we giving the meme community 15, 20? Yeah, I'd give them 15. I think that's low. I'll be honest with you, but I'll give them 15. Let's go 20 for for the meme community. And then the Warner brothers marketing creatives not the middle management not the middle fine man, yeah they 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 don't get any of this the creative you want to give yeah. hr something you want to give hr something while we're, while we're at it Pat? you know you our hr, HR department might H- be dealing with some complaints soon <laughs> the bo boys On hr department harassment. yeah yeah On um, air harassment how dare you warner brothers marketing creatives if the meme community got 20 does the marketing department get five Five, five, five. And then Tom Cruise is the last thing I have on this list. Tom Cruise, of course, went out there and he was plugging every movie that came out this summer, plugging the flash, plugging uh, uh, Indiana Jones. He's plugging transformers. I don't think he ever got to joyride. I think Tom Cruise never mentioned joyride, but he did say, you got to see Barbie. You got to see Oppenheimer. Here's what I'll say. I think he gets zero because I think his credibility was shot by the time we got to Barbie yep. and Oppenheimer. 
Absolutely. I mean, I think he put it over the top when he said Blue Beetle was what theaters needed. Yeah. Uh, No, Tommy, I think Barbie and Oppenheimer is what theaters needed. Yeah. And I think the one thing you can give him money possibly for is because Mission Impossible gave up some screens and he ain't ever getting them back. It's one of those things where like Mm. Tom thinks that those screens are coming back, but he's got to know. This is a, you are Drew Bledsoe, my friend. And Barbenheimer is Brady. Yeah. You got knocked out. You got knocked the F out to yeah. quote a movie. And again, I can't do an impression because I am on strike. Right. I cannot cannot do, an do an impression of that character. Yeah. But you got knocked the F out, Tommy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so, I think maybe I, he gets nothing. And you know what? I would say. Here's what said, we give him. How about we give him this? This is what we give him. He doesn't get any of the money at, yep. He doesn't get any money out of this 235, but I think Cruz gets one IMAX screen of his choosing. Let's let's give him one IMAX in whatever market he wants. Yes. Yes. And it, and, 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 and it can play Mission Impossible 7 all summer. Yes. Yes. Tom that Cruise. That one gets screen. To, yeah. Yep. He gets to pick one IMAX screen that will play Mission Impossible until it goes to PVOD. Yeah. Yeah. But so. not like Lincoln, not Lincoln Square. No, no, like no, no. He's got to pick one. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's got to pick, find yeah. the one IMAX that's, you know, out there in the stacks that's up on a hill, mm. a real podunk. IMAX. I would just say and not say major markets. Okay. Yeah. So not potent. Not major you, markets. Okay. So it doesn't have to be a podunk down. It could be a just. A no, no, movie. but just not Philly, Chicago, New York, or LA. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. So he gets one IMAX screen, so that doesn't count towards the 235. Or Texas. Or Texas. So now I'm going to add up what we have so far and see. I'm so I – I couldn't even tell you, Pat. If you gave so, me so a million dollars, I couldn't tell you how much we did. Gerwig gets 100. Nolan gets 40. That's 140. Bombeck gets zero. Uh, I'm just going to I'm just gonna add them up and, and say it without saying the names. Uh, 140, 141. Let's do it. Uh, one uh eighty-five, two hundred and five, two hundred and eleven, two thirteen, two twenty, two twenty-one, two twenty-two, two twenty-four, two twenty-seven, two thirty-one. Now there here's where we're way over. Two eighty-one, two eighty-six, okay. uh, three hundred and six, three hundred and eleven. So we're at three eleven. We gotta we gotta shave off. Um, well, that, we that extra shave. money was crowdfunded. So yeah, we got to shave off about seventy-five million or eighty million here. So I'll throw this out there: Nolan's at forty. Do we bring Nolan down a bit? He's such a big draw to this. I'll, I, I'll take it. Let's bring him down because I do think the marketing of this, uh, the meaning of this really helped this movie in a way that let's give Nolan 20. Okay. So Nolan gets 20. Uh, no bomb. Do you think that's low? It feels a little low. Let's go 25. 25. Um, so he gets a quarter of, I mean, I, I think we keep Gerwig at 100. I, I, we got to. We got to. We got to. We previously gave Amy Schumer one million. I think she has to get nothing. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. So sorry. Schumer's out. Uh, so Margot Robbie's at forty-four. Do we bring her down to forty? Let's do okay. It. Let's do so it. I think we 
She will make. She will make. I think we got to cut Gosling's salary down from twenty to maybe fifteen. It's only it's fair. fair, fair I cut her. Yeah. So Killian Murphy's face is at six. I think that stays. So uh Robert Downey Jr. is currently at seven. Do we take him down? Five. Five. Um we've got Matt Damon, Emily Blunt. They were getting a million to go do internet promotion. I think honestly, they got money in the bank from other projects. I think we Yeah, yeah. take them, take them. So take they're them. not getting paid for this. Uh Flo- they're getting points. Florence Pugh at two, bring her down to one. One, one. Michael Sayre is yes. at three, bring him down to one. I'd give him more than Pugh, I'm telling you. Helen, I, I give him two. We have to make some cuts here. We got to bring down the salary. We got to bring down this budget. We're always railing about Hollywood budgets, and here we are in charge of budgets. Michael Sayre is at one. We had America at four. I think we bring her down to two. She's got a double Jeez, Sarah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Barbie IPs at 50. What do we need? To I get mean, we need to get rid of a lot. How much? We, we may listen as, as much as we may have to end up going to Gerwig's 100. Uh, yeah, we got to take it because the IP. So Barbie IP, okay. let's bring it down to, to 35. No, 40? no, because no, I think we keep it at 40 and we got to take some from. Zeno. All right, well. We got the bomb take, IP. The bomb take... IP we added five. Do we bring the bomb IP down? Five. I yeah, of course. Bomb IP Dude. goes down to one. Give it two. Yeah, give it. Warner yeah, Brothers marketing creatives. It was at five. Do we bring that down to one? No, because they did create. I I I do agree with you. I say let's keep them at meme, five because they meme did communities at twenty. Do we bring it down to fifteen or ten? No, no. I think the meme community was huge. I, all right. Well, I'll do a quick count right now. Greta. Well, Greta's at 100. Do we bring Greta. her to 75 so she's still triple what Nolan is? Yes. All right. So now I'm going to do another quick count. Gerwig at 75, Nolan at 25, Bombeck at zero. So there's 100 right there for the filmmakers. Then for uh, the actors, we've got Margot Robbie at 40, Gosling at 15, Cillian Murphy's face is six, Oppenheimer closer two, Downey is at five, adding that up, that's 55, 61, 63, 68, Florence Pugh's at one, that's 69, Michael Sarah's at one, that's 70, America's at two, that's 72 for all of your actors. Uh, so that brings us to... 172 million up to this point. Barbie IP is 40. Bomb IP is one. So that's 41. Meme community is 20. So that's 61. The marketing creatives are at five. So that is 66 for that category. So now we're going to go 100 for the filmmakers plus 72. For the actors, so that's 172, and we got to add this other 66. So that is we are at 238. 238 claim. We got to knock three million off of this budget here. Um, you don't want to touch the meme communities 20. Uh, you know what? Uh, take the three from the meme community, give them 17. So the meme community gets 17, and we are now, unless my math is wrong. 
at 235. Yeah, so we are at uh, 135. Yeah, we're at 235 exactly. Now, I will read off in full who gets what. So this adds up to the... Here we go. This, this is the off. 235 million from Barbenheimer. Greta Gerwig gets 75 million. Christopher Nolan gets 25 million. Noah Baumbach gets zero dollars. Margot Robbie gets 40 million. Ryan Gosling gets 15 million. Killian Murphy's face gets 6 million. The Oppenheimer clothes get 2 million. Robert Downey Jr. gets 5 million. Million apiece for Florence Pugh and Michael Sarah. 2 million for America Ferrer. The Barbie IP gets 40 million. The Bomb IP only gets 1 million in the end. The meme community gets 17 million. Warner Brothers marketing creatives, not middle management gets 5 million. Tom Cruise gets one IMAX screen in a non-major market that will play Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1 until that movie hits PVOD. Yes. Wow. Now, I thought the Oppenheimer suit only got 1 million, but I might The Oppenheimer suit got 2 million. That's where we left off. And and we're at 235. So we... Great. The suit is big. nailed it. We broke down Oppenheimer weekend in the a uh, Barbenheimer weekend the way you should, which is divvying up the box office. It's all about the money this weekend. And you know what I'll say? Yes. Email us and divvy up your own millions. We'd love to see what our fans yes. think about this and who they think should get the most money for Barbenheimer. Yep. I'd love to see yep. that. Yeah. Let us know with the BO Boys podcast at Gmail. Dot com. We love getting your emails. I think, is there any email that you that you feel like we have to read on this episode? We got a lot of great emails this weekend. We're obviously running a little long on the Sparbenheimer weekend. Is there anything that stuck out to you? I know we got a boots on the ground reporting that you mentioned before we went on the air, Clayton. Yeah, real quick, uh, we can't go too much into it, but one of BO boy mm-hmm. Andrew was at the AMC Burbank 16 where the fire alarm went off and they were evacuated and the three o'clock showings were canceled. And you know what? Andrew had really great, you know, uh, he had, he had a great feeling about it, even though he was bummed, he couldn't see Oppenheimer. He said, everybody was having fun. They were dressed up and uh, it was a harrowing, harrowing event, but he will eventually see it. He's going to see it next Sunday thoughts and prayers for with are with you, mm-hmm. Andrew glad you got through it, but also thank you for looking on the bright side and understand you, you were a part of a yes. happening and things like this happened during mm-hmm. a happening, you know, Woodstock, there was the Brown acid. So these things will happen, but you have a great, uh, you know, great way of thinking. We hope to hear better things when you see it next Sunday, please email us and let us know how yes. that went. So email us at the BO boys podcast at gmail.com. Just want to shout out everyone. Listen to our good friend of the show. Danny Eskimology has his show. I screen you scream for the number four movies. Number four. And he saw Barbie. He saw Oppenheimer. He, his is a review show and he's got reviews of both of those movies coming up this week i think one of them might already be out but he's covering both those movies so check out our pal danny's podcast and thank you for writing us danny 
to let us know you saw both of these movies. So we'll read some more emails later in the week on our next episodes. Mm-hmm. But everyone, of course, thank you for sending emails to voboyspodcast at gmail.com. As we said earlier, five-star Apple reviews are huge for spreading this show, getting bigger than ever. This, again, will be that July is going to be the biggest month in the history of the BO boys. It is happening. Yeah. Thanks to you. And thanks to Barbenheimer, of course. Um, yeah, we are YouTubers. So subscribe, watch ring that what Clayton, what do they ring? Bell that bell that helps other people find us in the YouTube algorithm which is, of course, only leads to great things for anyone when you get caught up in a YouTube algorithm. Everyone knows that. So watch the show on YouTube. You can't experience everything about the BO Boys just through the podcast. You also have to be looking at us to get everything. So if you haven't already, subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us across social media, specifically TikTok and Twitter. BO intern Christopher is just killing it with the vertical videos. And I saw him this weekend and I shook this man's hand and said, thank you for your Mm -hmm. service as our intern and for running our social media. So we're going to have one to be our intern Christopher on the show very soon. He'll probably extol the, the virtues of the BO boys social media, but until then follow us at the BO boys pod across whatever platforms we are currently on. And I think that's it, Clayton. I mean, I think we've done God's work this Barbenheimer weekend. We have, absolutely. There's, there, there cannot be anything left no, to be said. No. Except for, oh. until next time, we'll, we'll smash. smash.